0: Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Welcome to Radio Islam. This is your host, Tariq Alameen. If you haven't already done so, make sure you are connected to us on social media. You'll find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Radio Islam USA. That's at Radio Islam USA. And also take a moment to subscribe to the podcast. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, and TuneIn, just to name some of those platforms. And with that same username, at Radio Islam USA. Uh, Before we start, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Recycle Processes. Uh, Thank you very much. And with that, we are going to get into our program today. I am really uh, excited to be able to have joining us on the line, uh, Jihad Turk. He is the founding president of Bayonne Claremont. Now, if you have not heard about them, you are definitely going to be pleased uh, that you are listening now because we've got some uh, some really Kind of some groundbreaking stuff to talk about uh, with regard to education. Uh, but he was previously the religious director of the Islamic Center of Southern California. And we welcome him to Radio Islam. Assalamu alaikum.
1: Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
0: So, Brother Jihad, Bayan is doing some phenomenal things right now, some great work. And I want to start off first by reading the mission statement that anyone can go and find on the website, you will find to offer a world-class non-sectarian education and produce dynamic and ethical leaders and scholars grounded in the Islamic tradition. And after reading that, I must disclose to you, Radio Islam family, that I am really looking forward to within the next week or so, beginning my graduate studies in Islamic chaplaincy with Bayan right here in Chicago. So that's actually a a big piece of news that's uh, that that's a part of that. I'm not going to give that away right now. I will leave that to you, uh, my brother. But I would like to ask you to to begin with, you know, how did this institution come into being? You know, where did it all start at? And of course, feel free to tell us a bit about you and how your own uh, background, your own story has contributed to that. So where do you want to start at?
1: Sure. So. you know a little bit about myself first, because the, the stories are intertwined. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an I'm an American kid from Arizona, as I like to say. <laughs> uh, my mom's from Ponca City, Oklahoma.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, she's Caucasian American. My father is an immigrant from Jerusalem,
2: mm-hmm.
1: who but he immigrated to the United States in 1956 as a as a high schooler, 17 years old, mm. and uh, moved to Merced, California. Uh, he was sponsored by a local businessman. Uh, from who uh, visited Jerusalem a couple of years earlier, and uh, he ended up apprenticing with him as a printer in his printing uh, press uh, factory. So they um, moved to Arizona, where I was born and raised. So uh, you know, I was raised in the '70s and '80s in in Phoenix. And uh, when I was going off to college, uh, you know, I was trying to figure out what I what I should study and um i had i had began my my spiritual journey uh in islam late in my in my high school uh days Mm -hmm. and um i didn't even though my father was arab i didn't grow up speaking any arabic they call it mother tongue for a reason Mm -hmm. um and so i um you know i i ended up uh, deciding to study engineering and and uh the hard sciences but my heart i've kept trying to take electives and courses on Islam because I wanted to learn more. Sunday school just wasn't quite cutting it for me. Mm. Um, the, uh, you know, the uncles at the at the, at the mosque uh, on, on Sundays, you know, they did their best, but they didn't have uh, a deep learning themselves. And so they were passing on what they knew uh, culturally speaking primarily. And so, um, but I was intrigued. Uh, my mom is Christian. Um, and uh, I've always believed in God, but the Trinity just didn't quite settle uh, in my mind and heart. And so right. I wanted to learn more about Islam and, and religion. For me, was was an important part of of who I was. In part because in high school, everyone was chasing after um, either a, a, a fame or you know other kinds of uh, illusions. I'll, I'll put it that way. You know, drugs, alcohol, and womanizing, et cetera, et cetera, but it just it didn't seem like that was uh, the source of true inner peace. And so I was asking myself, what is that? What is that thing? Uh Uh, And Islam seemed to to pique my interest. So long story short, I started out engineering track, didn't find enough uh, uh, electives in my freshman year of college to in Islam to, to satisfy my curiosity. So on a on a whim, I applied for and received a scholarship to study at the Islamic University in Medina. Mm. And I received that scholarship two weeks after Saddam Hussein invaded Kuwait in the run-up to the first Gulf War. Wow! So everyone said, "Don't go; there's going to be a war." And I said, "You know, I'm I have a different mission. You know, I have a, um, th- these questions that need to be answered, and, and I'm not going to be deterred." So I was going there. My cousins in the U.S. military were, were going there and, and, and stationed in, in uh, Riyadh. And, and, you know, they were on a military mission, but I was on a, a spiritual mission. Mm-hmm. And uh, I learned Arabic. And, and and I remember when I first was able to understand the Qur'an in the original language. In my second year of study there, I was praying in Ramadan. Hrdefi uh, was reciting the Qur'an. Taraweeh mm-hmm. prayers, and I could hear, you know, the Pur- and God speaking to me, and it was moving. And I said, Okay, I, I found it. And then at the same time, I had my spirit walk about and say, What do mm-hmm. I want to do with my life? And that's when I said, Okay, I know what I want to do. There's war happening here. I want to come back to the United States, go into academia, become a, a professor, so that, um, you know, I can provide opportunities for, for other Muslim. Muslims who were in my situation going to study whatever subject, but wanting to learn Islam on the side, but also to provide an opportunity for non-Muslims to learn about Islam in a way that was authentic and uh, reflected the, the truth of, of the faith.
0: Let, let me ask you this. Um, let me ask you a question. Here. You said that you, you did not find uh, enough electives, right? You you were, you had this curiosity, um, you know, as you were studying engineering, did that lack of resources? Did it make you want that even much more?
1: For sure. I mean, I remember I tried taking a course on uh, religion. There was one on Islam. There was one course taught, and it was taught by someone who was hostile to it in the faith. I'll just put it that way. Mm. So it was un- uncomfortable in that classroom environment. But I tried taking other subjects that I knew. You know, there was something to, to Islam had something to say. Moral philosophy skipped over all the, you know, went from Greek and to the Enlightenment thinkers, but skipped over all the Muslim philosophers. Uh, Muslim Spain, I wanted to study about, you know, history. I took a course, I I registered for a course on on the history of Spain. It started in the year 1492, Mm -hmm. when Columbus sailed the ocean blue, but also when the Muslims and Jews were kicked out of Spain. Right. So it skipped over the 800-year history of Muslims in Spain. Um, Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, just down the line, there there just wasn't enough information uh, accessible to me. So I just said, I want to, I have to proceed this somehow because these these questions are too big and too important to to put off. Hmm.
0: What was your experience like at the University of Medina? You said in your second year hearing the Quran being recited and understanding it um was that a moment that you look that you look back to your beginnings uh realize you know not knowing arabic growing up um uh, searching and then finding yourself in this position where you feel like I, I, it seems like this just a, a whole new doorway open to you uh what was that, that experience like
1: um yes i mean i i uh i knew what i was getting myself into in medina because i had been aware about what Wahhabi Islam was and Salafi, you know, the Salafi approach. Right. And, you know, I was under no illusions about what Saudi's version of Islam was. And so I wasn't there to to learn Islam from, from, uh, you know, the Saudi perspective. Right. Uh, however, um, the Quran is in the, is in the Arabic language and the original sources and the other, you know, uh, Texts that are uh, foundational to the faith are uh, primarily in Arabic, and so I said, "Let me let me go right to the source. I want to be able to understand understand the Quran. Mm-hmm. I want to uh, be able to um, uh, access these sources for myself, and then extract from them the heart, the essence, so that I so that I could understand it in the context of um, of the United States." Right. Uh, because otherwise, you're just adopting a foreign culture, you know, a foreign context, a foreign understanding of, uh, uh, of religion and life and society and values. And you're not really, um, you know, really connecting to the um, to, to the original message in its essence. Mm. And so that's that's kind of what I was trying to do, is try, trying to get to what that what is that essence? what does the Qur'an say? What what was the teaching of the Prophet? And what are the early scholars uh, who wrote, uh, say, about the, the trajectory, the moral trajectory of the teaching of, of the Prophet Muhammad peace be upon? Him? And, uh, you know, and then uh, most of the scholars say you need to know not just that, but you also need to be grounded in a particular culture or tradition and they the two interplay. Mm-hmm. So. So that's what that's what I was trying to do, because, you know, when I was a freshman, there were a lot of immigrant students who came from some of the, the Gulf countries, etc., and they had a very particular understanding of Islam that just didn't resonate with me. And so I said, well, let me let me try and get to the bottom of that. Mm-hmm. So when I was there, you know, in fact, it, it, you know, I noticed a lot of problems with the way that Islam was being uh, practiced and, you know, some some inequity within the country. Mm-hmm. Um Um, uh, racial prejudice, um, uh, just kind of uh, superficial, you know, focus on the superficial and not on the essence of the heart of things. And so, you know, I wasn't going to get distracted by all of that. I was, I was there with a bigger purpose, knowing that I was only going to be there for a short time and then come back to the United States uh, with whatever uh, treasure I could by way of uh, knowledge.
0: Okay. Now, when you got back at some point, um, can you talk a bit about um, your experience moving into uh, you, you? You were the director of Islamic, uh, the Islamic Center of Southern California, uh, which I, well, I imagine that is uh, you were the Imam there
1: as well. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So what had happened was when I came back, I, I transferred to UC Berkeley first and finished up my undergraduate education there in Islamic history and Arabic.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Went on to Texas UT Austin for my master's degree. In usul al Islamic jurisprudence, mm-hmm. and then came out to UCLA to do my doctoral degree in Islamic studies, and and uh, did that in 1989. Uh, began that I should say 1999, and was teaching there as an adjunct uh, professor, and and uh, um, and in 2005 I was approached uh, by the Islamic Center of Southern California, which is LA's oldest and largest mo- mosque. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, established in
2: 1952.
1: Mm. And uh, they asked me to serve as the imam, the religious director. Mm. And uh, that wasn't what I was planning to do originally, but they you know they made the case um, that it would be fulfilling that it would I'd be able to connect to young people and be civically engaged and, and they would be encouraging uh, of, of that trajectory. So I, I gave it a try even while, While uh, continuing to work on my PhD, and I found it very very rewarding, and it was there a few years later that I was approached by the president of a 130-year-old Christian seminary, uh, who said uh, I was you know that he was brought on. His name is Dr. Jerry Campbell, uh, and Claremont School of Theology uh, Uh was his was his institution. He was a new president of that institution, and he said I was brought on to revitalize this historic Christian seminary and make Christianity relevant and attract more students and, and make it make, make a difference in the world. And uh, I've been working on an idea. Here's where you come in. Mm-hmm. So I was intrigued. I said, well, <laughs> what? it that I can help you? He said, well, uh, with all that's going on in the world, you know, progressive Christian community, uh, Methodist-based, mm-hmm. uh, he said, uh, you know, when people think of religion, they think of conflict. Right. they think of uh, intolerance self-righteousness uh, vitriol they think of you know dividing up people he said I want to I want I want to help reclaim the the power of religion to be a force for peacemaking and goodness in in the world and I need your help because I want to do so with uh, the partnership of a Muslim seminary and uh, have our students study alongside the students of a Muslim seminary so that we can uh, educate the next generation of religious leaders to be peacemakers in the world and yeah. uh, have that as part of their core education. I said, well, what, what is it that you want me to do? He said, well, just, you know, if you can help me identify an accredited Islamic graduate or seminary that we could partner with uh, in the area. I said, well, that's easy. There doesn't exist any in the whole United States, <laughs> <up on> here, <laughs> California, but right. we need one. right right. and uh, it just so happens i'm a religious leader by profession and an islamic uh you know i'm in islamic studies and academia by training uh a seminary is a combination of those two things we have a large institution here that could probably get us off the ground to start something and he said great if you do that we can we can help you out in three significant ways we can give you the the start the startup funding we can our institution, and, and incubate you so that you'll be, your programs will be accredited from the beginning. So I said, wow, that's that's too good of an offer to pass up. And so we got their communities on board and our boards together, and we launched Ban Claremont. In we announced it in 2010, mm-hmm. and our first incoming class of three students was in 2011. And uh, we've had over 100-plus 100 100 students uh, enroll since. Uh, matriculate ever since uh, wow and subclasses classes of graduates and now two degrees a degree in ma masters of arts and religion with a concentration in islamic studies and a masters of divinity M mdiv in islamic chaplaincy
0: mm. Mm. so this had to, obviously this this simply looked like the decree of Allah, uh because you said that uh, while in Medina, in school there, you were thinking about academia moving forward. You know, you had a had this trajectory. Were you kind of blown away by all of this coming together the, the way it did?
1: I mean, I could not have planned for all of this. This was clearly um, the plan of Allah Subhanahu. I mean, we plan and God plans, and God's the best of planners. Yeah, I mean, And so I was, I was trying my best just to to be in tune and responsive to the to the to the signs of Allah Subhanahu. Uh, the signposts you know kind of directing uh which way to go and uh the signs were were neon signs i mean they were pretty big so <laughs> <laughs> uh i was just uh trying not to ignore them and uh so how things really fell into place and and uh you know we've been growing quite rapidly uh, no one's heard of us yet so i appreciate mm-hmm. you bringing us on the program because it's just been word of mouth mm-hmm. but um you know we're we're, we're now ready we're, pri- we're we're polished and ready for prime time yes uh, we, we've graduated a number of great students and you know one other thing i'll I'll say is as an american muslim institution we uh we we want to reflect the community of american muslims in mm. our constitution in our leadership in our faculty and in our student body and so um, we've been very considerate of that. We're, we're kind of main, we're mainstream, but big tent. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, non-sectarian, we have, uh, um, Sunnis and Shias and Sufis and, you know, who identify as Muslim, broadly speaking, mm-hmm. uh, at every level of our institution. And, uh, and, uh, we're also, uh, Considerate about the, the makeup of our faculty and, and student body in terms of um, demographics, ethnic and racial backgrounds, etc. So, um, yeah, we're 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 an American Muslim institution. We don't take foreign government money. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want it because it usually comes with strings or the perception of influence. Right. And you know, many Muslim majority countries are. Uh, playing games with religion and, and trying to uh, instrumentalize, weaponize religion to either justify their unjust rule or to pit one country against another country and, and uh, commit acts of violence in, in the name of Islam. But we don't want to have anything to do with that. So we, we want to have moral clarity and be able to criticize uh, each government that uh, transgresses the bounds of morality. And the teachings of, uh, of uh, al-islam mm. so so we're we're a quintessential american muslim institution that has uh independence and uh, freedom of conscience and um you know we don't have uh, we don't have a a, a big bank account mm-hmm. but um but we're trying to do good work and and be known for that good work
0: mm. can you talk a bit about the the design of the instruction um, you know, that that Bayon Claremont has had that has allowed for uh, student participation to move beyond those in the, the immediate um, locale?
1: Well, you, you teased the audience a little bit earlier by saying that you're not going to give something away about some, <laughs> some breaking news. And, you know, some people might be tuning out about now, but I, I don't want it to get too far into the conversation without breaking the news. Please do, please do. That you know, you've been saying Bayan, Claremont, Bayan, Claremont. We incorporated it as simply ban because we always had a bigger vision.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And yes, we have a branch of ban in Claremont, which is a city about 30 miles east of downtown L.A. Mm-hmm. But now we have ban Chicago. That's right. And uh, we are affiliated with Chicago Theological Seminary. Mm-hmm. And we have just announced that, uh, that partnership and have begun... Uh, admitting students. You are one of them. We're our first cohort of students admitted uh, that will begin this fall.
0: You all can't it's, see how big I'm smiling,
1: but go go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we are very excited uh, to be offering uh, courses in um, starting with the MDiv in Chicago, Masters of Divinity and Islamic Chaplaincy in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And so we have we have two locations. That being said, That being said, um, our students come from all over the country because we said, how can we offer a world-class education that's both affordable and accessible to people who've already committed and dedicated their lives to serving the community so they don't have to relocate, take out all kinds of student loans, go into debt, move their whole families, give up their jobs? We said, let us come up with an approach to this, this education that's uh, that that takes advantage of of advances and te- advancements in technology and will give the students you know the kind of education that they deserve that will that will help them better serve their communities so we said uh let us let us um, undertake uh, a uh, an approach to education we'll call it hybrid intensive you can call it low residency uh, executive masters give it all kinds of names but basically it's one to two weeks a semester on campus in either Chicago or Claremont, Mm -hmm. the rest is online. So it's a 15 week semester, only one or two weeks is in person. It's intensive. It's it's 10 hours a day for those one to two weeks, but the rest is online on nights and weekends and, and synchronous using, uh, distance learning technology, you know, virtual classrooms, uh, Uh, basically like uh, you're on Skype with the whole class and the professor. Uh, We use Zoom, uh, which is a different platform but the same idea. And uh, We've been doing this now for seven years and the students love it, the faculty love it. Now this not not only makes it accessible to students and affordable uh, for them because they they don't have to give up their employment and their income. They don't have to relocate to expensive southern california or uh uh beautiful chicago Mm -hmm. Uh, it can be expensive too yeah (laughs) and uh and uh they they also this does one other thing that's phenomenal it allows us to uh, hire on as faculty visiting faculty who are world-class and what i mean by that is that we are able to attract the leading Muslim scholar in every single subject that we offer in North America. Mm. And so we we have faculty who are chairs of Islamic studies in places like Yale or Duke or Georgetown or USC, Berkeley, uh, really just the, the cream of the crop. And we borrow them and and uh, they only have to they don't have we don't have to pay their full salary and benefits we just pay them well to teach the one class, we fly them out, we, we treat them really, really well, but it, it keeps a low overhead. So our, our tuition is is relatively accessible. That, plus, um, we, we are partnering with the family of Muhammad Ali, mm-hmm. uh, who I happen to have known personally when he was alive. Allah, may God have mercy on his soul. I mean. he, uh, he asked me to, to serve as a witness on his final will his Islamic will Mm -hmm. and testament back in the early 2000s. And so um, when he passed, I reached out to Lonnie Ali and said, uh, you know, I know that you and the champ sold uh, the naming rights back in 2006 to uh, ABG Mm -hmm. for $50 million. Um, They don't touch his Islamic legacy. Would you work with us to acquire the naming rights so that we can establish a scholarship in his name to carry on his Islamic legacy? Because that was, as he said, his uh, identity as a Muslim was more important important to him than his identity as a black man or as an American. Mm-hmm. And so we, uh, Lonnie joined our advisory board, uh, the family and ABG gift granted us the naming rights. We established the scholarship fund. We didn't ask the family for any money. Mm-hmm. But I said, you know, I'll raise the money from, uh, you know, from the American Muslim community. Uh, so that we can invest in, in leaders who are working full-time in underserved communities to be able to get a full tuition scholarship to study a ban. And so uh, we've given out, uh, so far, 19 scholarships. And we have five more applicants. I'll be reviewing them this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone we know might be one of them. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I'll, I'll review those with Lonnie Ali and... Uh, we're, we're we're looking to grow that list of recipients of the Muhammad Ali Scholarship. Alhamdulillah. So, so that's a little bit about the format mm-hmm. and the accessibility and the quality of education. It's really it's really very exciting to to see the 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 transformation uh, in 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 the students from when they come in to to the skill set and the foundation that they that they acquire at Ban, but also the student body—I mean, their, their cohort, their, their fellow students—are incredible, and they develop a, a great network of, of colleagues from across the country that they can collaborate with and and uh, try and, and uh, grow the impact that they have in uh, the work that they do. This is uh,
0: this is wonderful to see, and I have to ask another question. Um, I'm glad Go you ahead. you made the. Um, yeah, you know when I was mentioned about Bayan Claremont, you says Bayan because it's bigger than just the you know it's, it's a larger vision. So can we expect to see other partnerships uh, in the future?
1: So we are we're currently in conversation um, with uh, with other institutions. Uh, our bigger vision, we, we you know we had actually a strategic uh, a retreat. With uh, stakeholders and, and the board of trustees a couple of years ago, and we actually began to paint a vision of where we want to be as an institution in fifty years, and um, you know what we're looking at at ultimately doing is is kind of like Notre Dame did for for Catholics uh, as a Jesuit institution or uh, Brandeis for the Jewish community. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wanna we want to establish a proper institution of higher education that has professional schools, medical school, law school, business school, um, where, uh, and we could be located in different parts of the country, uh, where, where we can be open to all, but have an Islamic ethos, um, and, uh, and impact the, uh, th- those fields as well positively by bringing that Islamic ethics and, uh, and approach to things, and so we're looking to establish a number of other graduate schools over the coming decades. Okay. Uh, I think it was Bill Gates who said most people dramatically overestimate what they can accomplish in one year, but dramatically underestimate what they can accomplish in ten. And so we want to have a you know mm. a lofty vision. Uh, for where we want to be in, in, in 50 years and uh, begin making the moves now so that we can be in a strong position to be there. So, so yeah, that's, that's where we are now in terms of affiliation. Uh, our host institution, Claremont School of Theology, mm-hmm. it, here in Southern California, uh, where I'm speaking to you from, is uh, they're, they're actually relocating. They're selling their campus. They've been here since the 1950s. Uh, but they're selling their campus and, and moving to Oregon, and so we are in conversation with with other institutions here in Southern California, mm-hmm. uh, and we might announce an affiliation in the coming year. But if uh, we're also, you know, possibly going to move both programs, our MA and our, you know, in addition to our MDiv, to Chicago. So, so we're there's Some cert, cert, certain things are still up in the air. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned, and uh, it's all very exciting.
0: Well, it definitely is. Tell the folks before we um, uh, let you get out of here. Tell the folks where they can go to get more information about Bayan, uh, its programs, how to apply, and all that all that uh, information.
1: Well, uh, before before I do that, I'll say one other thing, which is I think particularly exciting for everyone who's a listener here, mm-hmm. who is not working full time serving the American Muslim community, but really wants to have access to some of that world class Islamic studies. Uh, knowledge that we've uh, that we've accumulated here at Bayan we videotaped everything put it online and made it accessible to, uh, to, to everybody right. uh, it's, it's only 10 bucks a month it's, it's, uh, you can binge watch a course on Islamic law or Islamic history or the lifetimes and teachings of the Prophet Muhammad or a course with uh, people like Omar Farouk Abdullah or Sherman Jackson or Jonathan Brown or Asafa Quraishi. Um, or uh you can you can binge watch a course or just w- watch it at your own pace or listen to it as an audio podcast uh, on your commute to work uh, and and there's nothing else like it online wow. so online.org and uh, it's a dollar for the first month and we have hundreds of hours of material on there of content and we add about five hours of new, new content every week so uh, you can't beat it it's mobile, mobile phone friendly, and uh, we're working on, on rolling out some apps in the coming month or so. But um, um, that's kind of our gift to the Ummah uh, for those who, who still want the knowledge but just don't have the, uh, um, the opportunity to, to take advantage of our uh, master's degree program. Wow. That being said, wow. if you want to actually enroll in the, in the program uh, mm-hmm. or learn more about our programs or audit a class, uh, you can go to our website uh, bayanclaremont.org and that's B-A-Y-A-N. Claremont is spelled C-L-A-R-E-M-O-N-T. dot org, and uh, you'll learn uh, learn all about us uh, at that location. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. So um, we uh, and, and we have a YouTube channel as well. We we put up some content there, but but I recommend people, if nothing else, to sign up for uh, bayanonline.org. B-a-y-a-n online.org. That's
0: phenomenal. That is phenomenal. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely blown away by that. I did. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you sign up for a program because you heard about a program, but you didn't even realize the uh, the the accessibility of our content for those who uh, who who aren't pursuing a degree. Yeah, that's
2: and, that's groundbreaking.
1: Uh, check it out. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's it's groundbreaking. Check it out and spread the word.
2: Okay,
0: we'll do, brother Jihad. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, and we'll keep this institution and, and, and the work and what it represents in our dua uh, increase it. That fifty year plan, bring it to fruition, even greater than you than uh, you all are planning for.
1: Inshallah, inshallah. We look forward to having you in our student body. You know I'm
0: I'm looking forward to it as well. <laughs> all right, thank you so much. That's for money like well, All right. Radio Islam family. That was Jihad Turk. He is the president of Bayan Claremont. Well, more importantly, Bayan. And uh, now you heard about the partnership with Chicago Theological Seminary and uh, hope you enjoyed the conversation. Share that information. This is really one of those episodes, one of those conversations you want to share with someone else because uh, it represents such great possibility. All right, folks, I am your host and producer, Tariq Alamine. Our executive producer is Abdul Malik Mujahid. We remind you that the views expressed by the host and or guest are theirs and not to be taken as a representation of salvage and foundation. With that, we are going to leave you as we greeted you. assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you.
2: The big pit, the pudding of bed, the big pit, the big pit, the pudding of bed, the big pit.